Welcome to another episode of the Parent Guide to Education podcast. Today, Emily is joined by Juliet, who is an expert in yoga and meditation, and she talks about the benefits that teens can gain from these, particularly as they head towards exams. Afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome. This is the fifth in our series of talking through topics to do with Children's Mental Health Week. And today we are talking about meditation and the benefits it can have for teenagers. And we're here with the lovely Juliet. So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and maybe even why you do it, please. Yes. Well, I um, obviously I'm Juliet and I live in Hove and I got into, well, I've always been quite into yoga I used to work at the BBC in music publicity and then when we moved down to Brighton I um, wanted to do something around my children and as I'd always liked yoga I decided to do children's yoga so I did that for quite a while and also got into photography at the time and taking pictures of basically done a lot around my children but um, so I carried on with that and then when the pandemic hit the beginning of the pandemic I was um, getting more and more concerned about teenagers and everything that they were going through. I was also thinking I wasn't really sure if I wanted to carry on with my photography. I mean, I didn't want to drop it completely, but it was harder to do that work um, for obvious reasons, (laughs) Um, like social distancing. And anyway, I was talking to this lovely friend of mine who... um, also worked at the BBC and she now lives in Australia and she was telling me all about we'd I mean we'd stayed in touch but not not loads and we really caught up and she was telling me all about this meditation practice she teaches and I was saying oh wow because I had quite a I had quite a perceived idea about what meditation was like and it hadn't really appealed to me because I thought I wouldn't be very good at kind of clearing my mind and sitting in lotus um and um she had such a like vitality and joy about her life and everything she was connected to and it just it really began to appeal to me but I hadn't really (laughs) realized how much till we were having chats um and I was saying I was thinking of doing something new and she said well what do you really want to do and I said well I just I just really want to do something that's really going to help teenagers before they get to kind of crisis point because I think this pandemic is going to cause so many problems for them Um, you know they're at an age where they should really be um, finding their tribe and connecting and social media you know is not the best I mean it's got its benefits like this but it, it you know it's not the best place for them and when they're isolated Uh, you know, at home, and the only thing they've got is that, then it's coming down to likes and who's been on your post and TikTok. And they, yeah, they don't know, like, if they're feeling a bit, if they're feeling a bit low, whereas adults, we know what to do. We know that, okay, I'm feeling really grumpy this morning. Maybe I need a brisk walk, or maybe I need to just sort of chill out and um, play some nice music, or I need to, um, I don't know, go paddleboarding or call that friend that I have a really lovely connection with whereas they can sort of be you know maybe both parents at work in the dark on their phones instead of connecting with someone like that they'd be like um on TikTok on some stranger's you know thing and um, whatever they do on TikTok dance or whatever you know and I, I, what I hoped is that if I can 
connect them to these things that bring them joy and happiness, these meditative moments. Um, and they can learn more about that and how to be in tune with themselves and have their own uh, compassion for themselves and others, um, then they'll grow up with these tools that will just really help them as adults for life. If you can get in there early, especially with the pandemic, because there's such a, you know, there is a real rise, isn't there? I think there was a survey done at the, the beginning of Children's Mental Health Week saying that um, teachers notice a 95% increase in um, children's anxiety. And I think it was, yeah, 77% in um, needing sort of specialist help for, for, you know, real real big problems in mental health. So that's, they're quite scary statistics, but I I would say at the same time, we can almost focus a bit too much on that anxiety and we're all a bit panicked by it and all that, you know, it's quite a buzzword, I think, you know, even amongst teens now, you know, and some of them will, and not, some of them will have severe anxiety. I think there's a kind of scale of not being very anxious and being really anxious. And we all flit about a bit and yeah, some will get really stuck up the anxious end and need like proper CBT or whatever. But I think for sort of mid to mild anxiety, we need to stop being quite so scared of it and say, actually, it's normal. And sometimes part of it's excitement before an exam or, you know, um, or being on stage in a, in a school play or whatever. Um, but but I think in order to make them more resilient, then it's absolutely key to connect them to the joy in life and to help them find out who they really are. You know, what may, and that will be what makes them tick but that will be so um, that will be so bespoke to that that you know they'll they'll work out their own things because what works for one doesn't. I mean, for example, yesterday um, one of I've got two. I'm a mum of two teenage girls, so I've got a 14 year old and a 16 year old. Um, and um, the younger one, she has really quite bad eczema, which is really flared at the moment. And yesterday was a bit of an awful day and we drove off in the car because she's having um, light therapy for it um, at the hospital. And we were late and it was a nightmare. And, you know, she was understandably really quite cranky on the way home. And, you know, when you think, right, the last thing she wants is her mother's voice. <laughs> Nothing I say is going to work here. But I know for her, something that's really her kind of meditation where she gets lost in that moment of sort of, awe and wonder and feeling connected and letting her background stress disappear is music so I just said to her I just said do you want to put your do you want to put some of your music on and she went of course you know and took, took it and put her music on and then I just sort of pointed at um because we because we live in Hove you know right next to Brighton I just pointed out the sunset and it, on the sea and she was sort of <laughs> like whatever mum and then I could I could just see her really listening to the music and not talking for a while and just watching the light on the waves and it's that sort of pausing in life and lingering in that moment and sure enough six minutes in two songs she was sort of oh what are we having for dinner you know <laughs> and it's for another child it might be going for another teenager it might be going for a run another one you know my older daughter went through a stage of really liking baking you know when she was a, or watching bits of comedy that lit her up you know just it's it's um yeah it's just really and I think when they're then when they can feel that on a cellular level and they feel it in their bones that joy and that happiness and that connecting to things they love then when harder times come and they're feeling really fed up, they've got that kind of rememberedness in their bones that actually life can be okay. And I know how to make me feel better. 
and also in my classes sorry I'm speaking a lot (laughs) I am I also do themes sort of nourishing well-being themes for teams so we'll do um so I'll start and I'll introduce like a topic which might be creativity and how you know a lot of you will think you're not creative but actually you know you are (laughs) and now you're going to draw a little picture and you're not allowed to take your pen off the paper and they have these little journals so do a little exercise like that and you know talk about how you could be creative in all sorts of different ways um and then we would do um so there'd be like yeah so themes would be creativity um things like self-befriending um um how to deal with worry um friendships um things that um you know things that make you well like there's a sort of heart class for things you love you know they're they're all just themes that will make them think about uh, have a bit more self-inquiry because I think when you're a teenager you're especially nowadays you know you're constantly throwing images on social media of how you should be and what you should be doing and who's out here and you know half your peers are at the best day ever you know and you're like (laughs) you can't whereas you used to come home and switch off from all that and I think if they can actually you know if they start to invest in themselves they're not investing in that stuff that won't last and keep them and they'll just be stronger better brighter happier adults and in that way um through being kind to themselves and I know self-care has got a bit of a reputation of like a bubble bath and a face mask but proper self-care you know if you are looking out for yourself and thinking I'm a bit cranky I'm going to stomp off and put my angry music on my headphones and regulate my nervous system and flush out that background stress you're going to be nicer to be around aren't you and I think if you're if you have compassion for yourself, you're going to have more compassion for others because you'll be thinking about what works for you. And you, you know, it helps you be more, have more empathy for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, interestingly, you've talked about lots and lots of different ways that people can basically be meditating. Yeah. No point have you suggested that people sit cross-legged and go, um, which is what everybody pictures I think when you talk yeah. about depression I know I did when it was uh, first suggested so yes depression and, and it was all you know go for a walk and eat good food and I was like, <laughs> yeah we have the energy for a walk yeah. and meditation was suggested and my first thought was sounds a bit woo woo not yeah. really the point <laughs> is, but, oh my goodness it's it is transformative it really does make a difference but yeah if that's putting people off talk us yeah. through when what meditation well, is yeah well meditation is obviously it means it can mean a variety of different things to different people it very much depends what tradition you come from mm-hmm. and how you define it and that sort of sitting still and clearing your mind um is as- actually from a monastic tradition you know it comes from the east from places like tibet and kashmir and india where they those monks were basically renouncing their lives their passions their joys their tastes and you know, I'm not knocking that. It was for you know a, a monk's life and for the. But saying that that you know putting that to teenagers, that's not really going to be very appealing. When they've had you know all day, they've had um, been told what to do. They've got all these rules. The last thing they want to do is come to a class and sit there really still and be told they're not doing it correctly or they can't get rid of their thoughts. And 
Secondly, because also they're at an age where they're trying to discover who they are. They don't really know their place in the world. I mean, we can all be insecure as adults, but for teenagers, especially these days, I think it's so much harder. And at 14, um, their whole prefrontal cortex is actually um, being reconstructed, which is why they're maddening at times, you know, and then really wonderful and say something that you think, wow gosh, why hadn't I thought of that, you know? And other times they've kind of lost all, you know, they have risk-taking behavior or they're, you know, they, they can't sort of, um, they need co-regulation or they're a bit mood swingy. And, and in all of that, you know, their self-esteem is terrible. And that's when they can bully or sort of, you know, be nasty or grumpy. Um, and I think if they can, if, if, if you get to them early enough and they can, they can get in touch with those things, like in a med, that, sort of meditation where they they basically allow all their feelings so nothing's not welcome so you welcome every part of yourself I mean my teenagers they tend to I say you can sit walk you know sway lie down they're all immediately on the floor <laughs> building nests of like lavender pillows blankets cushions um but yeah the thought is that because self-kindness is so important because if you're banishing that and thinking I mustn't think that I mustn't do that then you're 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 saying no to a part of yourself and you're oppressing a part of yourself and we all know that if we don't allow parts of ourselves then that's really damaging for our mental health and we're pushing it away and then maybe maybe you just want to drink or get into drugs or you know block that part of you whereas if you bring it up and you let your thoughts flow through freely um then you can you know you can have some self-inquiry and wonder why you're feeling like that and wonder what you need and you know, my hope is that we give them tools because it's a very instinctive, natural thing to do, but there's ways to, you know, tune into it. Sometimes it will just have, it'll just hit you out of the blue. I remember cycling back from Brighton one day and my younger sister just told me that she was pregnant for the second time. And I got off my bike and I was just, suddenly the sun was really shining on the water and I just had to sort of stop for about two minutes and I lost all sense of time and space. And I just, I'd been having quite a stressful week, but I felt so kind of, I don't know, filled with wonder and nourished and calm. And um, and the more of that we can teach them to put into the day, not that they're going to have these whole moments of wonder, but like for it's, if they're going to school um, and they're, you know, they've got some low level anxiety going on. If we could encourage them to walk and look up at the trees, maybe put on a happy playlist of songs that they like that connect to them. Or if they've got the bus, getting the bus to school, just take a few minutes to get off your phone, to look out of the window, um, to let your mind drift. You know, there's a lot of benefits to meditation, but one of them is um, creativity because, you know, how how else do ideas come up? Um, but, you know, you have to let you, there is something definitely to be said for daydreaming because we, which is a part of it. Um, but there's also things they can do at, there's little meditative practices that will creep into their day that they can do very easily if they're feeling stressed. Like they, they walk to school, they get outside at lunchtime if they've got the option of the canteen or um, lunch. If they're feeling nervous before an exam, they can um, quickly disappear to the loo and they can do like the power pose, you know, where they lift their arms up and they're straight and, and take three big breaths or they can do like Wonder Woman is putting your hands on your hips. And that's been proven to sort of reduce your cortisol, you know, that just even standing up straight and um, the things we do in guided meditation, like um, 
push, uh, relaxing your shoulders. Um, breath is such an important one. And breathing, if they breathe in through their nose and then out really slowly, then it engages their parasympathetic nervous system and they go into that rest and digest. And so if they're doing that, you know, because you, you obviously you're not going to lie down and meditate in front of your friends if you're feeling anxious at school. But there's lots of things, you know, once you get into that, way of life and attuned with what works for you or maybe that you know there's also things like um you can do self-embrace these are just little practices that help like you you basically you know if you were feeling really unsteady and worried at school you could put your right hand under your armpit and your left hand the other side and you can squeeze your arm as much as you want and that's actually very grounding there's lots of grounding exercises they can do as well like um you know, the five, four, three, two, one, if they're having an anxiety attack, like five colors, four shapes, three sounds, two textures, one feeling on the inside. Um, but also a lot of it with that bespoke practice is um, just thinking, what do I need right now? Like you've had maybe in the morning, they wake up and they're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't face my peers or work's really hard. And I really I need to have more confidence and there's quite a lovely practice my teacher told me about which was you go in the shower and then you just pretend that you're you know with each I don't know shower gel or shampoo that that's full of confidence or that's full of peace and you repeat that word a few times in the day and you know it's kind of like a bit placebo but you keep that word in your in your mind and there's things like if you it, you know if they've come if they've come home from school and they've had a really you know the sort of shouty day where they walk through the door and slam them, <laughs> you know and you think oh gosh here we go but if they actually throw themselves and make a real effort to just throw themselves on the bed and be with all their feelings and play some cathartic music you know that's the best thing for them or you know if they're another really lovely practice I think say they're going through exams or something is which is also a yoga pose but it's very simple but it's just putting your legs up against the wall and you put your legs up against the wall and you play some music and you just be and you let your thoughts you just time it for 20 minutes and that is such a nice practice before bed and then and also just being aware um you know of their senses and what what makes for them what 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 feels sacred to them what feels relaxing to them and that might be the old sofa that might be you know, co-regulating with your dog and giving it a hug, or it might be that they, um, you know, they love the smell of certain candles and want their fairy lights up. I'm in my daughter's bedroom because it's the best place for um, the signal, but she certainly has a lot of fairy lights going. You can't see them all, but you know, and, they, and just that real self-inquiry, what do I need right now? Rather than their mum telling them, which <laughs> gets harder and harder. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, I think that really, that really helps. And that's why I think this kind of meditation, well, I think it works well for mums as well with busy lives. Um, uh, wouldn't be so suited to monks <laughs> in Tibet, but I think it works really well for teens. And I found that after class, they just, you're so rejuvenated after that rest, which is a, it's a deeper sleep. Um the natural sleep you know and your brain waves slow down which connects you to joy and they they just sort of look so there's just a real look about them afterwards it's so nice to see it's not just relaxed but it's ready to go back to the next action phase because you know we're busy 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 all day and we need that 
we need that rest and relaxation um, and that being with ourselves. You know, I mean, at the very least, it's an hour off their phone, you know, which probably yeah. doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we try and encourage it or <laughs> turn certain apps off. Um, and I think they like that and they need it, actually. And they need someone to say, <laughs> no, they don't have them in here. I mean, they haven't tried to use them, but um, yeah. And it's and I've had some nice feedbacks from moms and them. And I, I just... I think it's really important that people know it's not just sitting like, um, you know, sitting in that lotus position um, and chanting, although chanting's got its own place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if if parents are listening and thinking, well, that sounds like it might actually be really beneficial for my child, but there is no way I'm going to get them to go to a class with other yeah. people and voluntarily spend time because you know new people and scary and all of the things that teenagers will put up the barriers for um I know certainly when I was getting into meditation I just found a guided meditation on in an app yeah and I just yeah. listened to that to the point where I've probably memorized it by now yeah but, um, just ways of getting into it so some ways of introducing it to teenagers would probably be really useful yes. for ideas yeah, well, that's what how I sort of got me. I started this and I need to um, I've started on a website, but I need to um, get going with that and then give direction with that. But of where to go. But I'm actually the first I'm I'm the first in, innate meditation teacher here because the others are um, in Australia. But it comes from um, a tradition of instinctive meditation. And so that's but there's lots of instinctive meditations uh, teachers over here because the founder Lauren Roche he he taught loads of people in England and America and all over the place but he but they can um the way I get them in is I well I've got a little Instagram account and um I'm put little sort of self self-care practices on there and things about connect connecting to joy and um their senses and things that are important to them and you know things um also important about especially being you know teenage girls and boys growing up but being um being kind to their bodies you know because that's another thing that's yeah really tough one um and so I sort of pull them in a little bit like that and then I also I go on local Facebook parent groups because teenagers aren't actually ever going to sit down and go you know what I really need right now <laughs> some real help for my mental health I'm going to google it I'm going to find a class you know I actually did have one girl that found a class but um it yeah I think they're going to um so it's sort of getting to the parents and trying to explain to them um that it's not they're not going to be made to sit there still and I do like a free first session normally I was um so that when they come along they you know they are a bit nervous when they first arrive and then they see that I'm not some scary dragon that's going to make them sit still and um, you know and it and it's the lessons are quite joyful too and you know and, and they should be and um but it's yeah it, I think that's that's the way is going through the parents and showing them and on on the um website at tree of life and hove where i work it says all about how it's this form of meditation it says a lot more about it and giving tools teens for life and it's it is hard to get the word out there but there's also like my um teacher alison potts she's got some really beautiful guided meditations on soundcloud and on insight timer i don't know if you know that app it's the biggest free meditation app where you could try out any kind of meditation is on there um but she's 
Alison's got some really lovely ones for kind of any any feeling you might have really you know like whether you're wanting to have more um, confidence or you're feeling sensitive or you're you know you're needing more sleep I mean my younger daughter she listens to her sleep meditations loads and they really help especially if she's all itchy at night but you can have you can and you can look on inside time and look at different types of meditation but I would say that if anything you know I mean some people like rules I, I'm not such a fan but if if it doesn't feel right to you or it feels like an effort it's not your kind of meditation but that yeah there's like loads of kinds of different meditation on there yeah um, no I think the one that I use has uh, uses the phrase you're going to have thoughts as you come along that's okay just notice yeah. the thoughts and then yeah. just drift away again and and it, as you said it doesn't make you feel like you're failing at meditation mm-hmm. because you've thought about something when you're yeah. supposed to be blank because yeah works I and sometimes say- afterwards you might think what was that that thing I was thinking about I know what to do you'll have this kind of clarity afterwards if you're you know allowing though you know that to happen and not blocking and you know you, welcoming your whole self basically the whole mess <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and seeing you know what's gonna make your life well live your life to the absolute full yeah, yeah. and I, I like the idea of just encouraging kids to make that time for themselves for that brain space to just not be doing because I think we all spend too much time doing I'm at the point where I'll be watching tv and I'll be playing something on my phone and checking emails and and I I then you see them watching you and you're like (laughs) I can't just be unless I'm reading a book reading a book I will get absolutely lost in um music to some extent as well we were we've we're renovating at the moment I know I talk about this a lot but I've done most of the painting up and upstairs and so I was just in a room with my headphones on with a playlist that I had chosen and kind of curated just therapeutically rolling the walls and it just it it was lovely it was the first time I think I've shut my brain off properly yeah and we, we are we're on 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 we need we need that rest to go on to the next action stage we need to feel rejuvenated you know people that just think i'll oh, relax on holiday well that's where you're going to run into a lot worse problems aren't you and and it's so good for like for mental health i mean there's i think there's something like a 12 there's 12 percent um reduction in relapse for depression there's i think a it's 60 percent um 60 of people noticed a real decrease in anxiety um after doing meditation for six to nine months i mean there's i think 74 percent do it for well-being which just shows you how good it is and it, it slows down your heart rate i think your blood blood pressure drops by about 80 percent and it's a deeper rest and sleep which i know you should have sleep and meditation ideally but um, if you haven't got sleep, go and meditate for 20 minutes at lunch, in your lunch break and, you know, you'll come out feeling a lo- whole lot better. <laughs> and more it really does make that much difference. And it's funny because you, you say meditation to people and they think it's just this kind of woo-woo thing. But yeah. all of the science now is starting to really, really show the benefits that it has on your physical health as well as your mental health. On every- They use, you know, with neuroplasticity, they're like, you know, it's creating new neural pathways in your brain isn't you know done over time so then you find it easier to notice the joy and the you know you feel more grateful for things because you're actually looking out for things to be delighted 
about because life has so much offer and it's not but it's not saying you can't be sad or you can't be unhappy you know it's important to have tools for that but the whole time you're kind of rewiring your your brain which is amazing yeah and it's interesting how all the threads are tying together of all the people I've spoken to this week we talked to someone about journaling and very yeah. much about the, the science of gratitude and and the science of happiness is so important yeah I do yeah. class that as well that's yeah doing um putting those three things to be grateful for a day that can be really helpful I mean some people it doesn't work with but some people it really just makes them look out for them yeah. you know if they're having the worst possible day at school and they can only manage I had a penguin bar at break you know then well you know keep digging but it makes them think what else is there you know and then you you can you know be more and telling people you're grateful for them and feeling mm -hmm. but uh, yeah gratitude is is really important because actually things could be so much worse and especially in a pandemic you think well hang on I've I've got a roof over my head I've got a family I've got a sibling to talk to and a dog and you know and this isn't going to last forever you know just yeah yeah thank you very much um yeah yeah well that's I, I mean so much to think about and if people are, are interested in finding out more so people for example wanted to uh, send that encourage their child to take a look at or if they wanted to look yeah. themselves at your Instagram page or yes. the, the website that you uh, can I put it in the show notes does it um, you can put it in the show notes yes you can I it afterwards um, <laughs> no one has to watch me painfully type <laughs> uh, well, if you tell them what it is now then we can put it in the show notes later but it means anyone listening live oh, right yeah so um Alison Potts innate being um, I can't remember the exact URL, but I, if you put that into Google, it will come up with her. Um, then if you Google instinctive meditation um, and Lauren Roche, he was her teacher. Um, and she, she does innate meditation, which comes from instinctive meditation. And then, um, yeah, if you listen to Alison's SoundCloud, those meditations I was talking about that have loads um, loads of help on there. And then Insight Timer is the... Um, big meditation app that's free so they can have a play around there their teens you know there's so many for sleep and anxiety and all the things they deal with and it, you know it just gives them that space and that time to kind of get to know themselves and and what they're all about and and that's so important because if you're clearing your mind you know how are you going to decide what GCSEs you want to do or A levels or who you are or where you're going to uni or you know they they need to be thinking and they need that I mean they need to allow thoughts and they need that time to switch off from just all the pressures of school and the phone and take those little pomodoro breaks and you know use the left and right side of the brain <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so um, just your instagram so people can yeah, it's at wildflower meditations yeah those, they sound like really useful little nudges so uh I yeah, we'll try and give little little tips and post stories on the stories of things that will help empower and empower them and um sort of connect them to joy and hope and life and cheery things and how to sort of cheer them up and how to I don't know different ways to look at stuff so I hope yeah, yeah I hope they'll enjoy that <laughs> well thank you so much I think there's there's a lot for parents to to go away and think about that kind of the the concept of you know, meditation as we stereotypically see it and how that doesn't have to be what their kids yes. have experience and the difference that it can make if they go and try stuff out so a huge exactly. thank you oh no pleasure thanks for having me on <laughs> it's been a delight uh, so 
This has been the fifth and final in our series of podcasts for Children's Mental Health Week. Uh, do make sure you check out the previous ones, which you can find on our Facebook page. You can go back and watch the replays or hopefully by this point, they will be live on the podcast and you can have a listen to them at your leisure as well. But thanks ever so much for listening. It's been a lovely week and hopefully you've gone away with some new strategies, some things that you can try to help support your child and their mental well-being. Thank you.